Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dice Camera Action. <laughs> <laughs> I also just saw the episode name. I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm so upset. Isn't this one like Together Forever? Isn't yes. It? Yes. Yeah. Could be a I lot of meetings the there. <laughs> Previously. Previously in Dice Camera Action, the Waffle Crew was drawn into Barovia, a dark domain ruled by a vampire named Strahd von Zerovich. Among the stranger things you discovered is that Strahd had the power to basically uh, eavesdrop and, and command the shadows of Vistani. Uh, causing them to animate and behave oddly. And you discovered this because Paulton's shadow began to kind of act on its own accord. And uh, at the, toward the end of your uh, stay in Barovia, during the final confrontation with Strahd, uh, Paulton's shadow broke away and was dispelled. And he has been without his shadow ever since. Recently... The characters were in Citadel Adbar split up. Paulton and Evelyn together, Diath and Strix together. Paulton and Evelyn were at a dwarven tavern when the darkness seemed to close around them, and they disappeared in a way and found themselves in Strahd's throne room back in Barovia. And surprise, surprise! Yes. Yay. And moments after uh, returning here uh, to a place familiar to Paulton... Uh, you heard footsteps in a hall outside, and the doors opened, and in stepped a uh, svelte, pallid uh, young man with long blonde hair and uh, dressed in a dark purple uh, long coat with a shirt that has... Uh, kind of the color of marrow to it, with lacy sleeves and a a lacy collar. And as he steps toward you, he bowed before you, Paulton, and addressed you as my lord. And you recognize him as the vampire spawn, Escher, one of Strahd's thralls. I did miss my boo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And... uh, he, as he stands in the doorway, uh, the, uh, through a large open circular window in one wall, a stream of evening light 
quite bright and gold begins to shine through. And immediately he just sort of leaps out of the way of the beam of light. And uh, it shines on the door behind him and he sort of advances toward you to get out of it. And off in the distance you can hear distant thunder. It's very soft and far away. And he says to you, Paulton, the master has brought you here to become one with the dark powers and take your rightful place as lord of this land. Your friends are invited to the wedding, after which you will bid them farewell. Holly was muted, so that was just the best silence. Anyone can hear me eating my chips. <laughs> and uh, as you stand there and he draws near, uh, you can smell that there, he's using perfume to hide what is basically a stench of death that kind of surrounds him. Um, mm. And outside, over the sound of the thunder, you can hear the the clopping of horse hooves and the clatter of a carriage far down in the courtyard below. And it gets louder and louder and louder. And uh, Escher kind of looks off over his shoulder back toward the window and says, Your bride, she comes. My what now? And he looks you up and down, and what you're wearing, you're wearing this raven costume. <laughs> Minus the headpiece. Yeah. Remember, it's winking. <laughs> he took off the head, yeah. Looks like you're ready to go, yeah. Yeah, he took, it off, he took off the head, so he doesn't have the headpiece with him, but he's got the rest of it. And he looks you up and down, kind of disapprovingly, and he says, we have to get you fitted for a suit. I do have several questions. But I will also never say no to a good suit. <laughs> he says, so, the wedding is tonight. Hmm. Okay. We don't have much time. You and the master yeah. are meant to be one again. And then he leans in very close to you and says, if you run, the master will just bring you back. Only next time, without your friends. It's like, okay. Once you've consummated your marriage and embraced the darkness, Mm -hmm. you can doom your bride to the catacombs as Strahd has done with all of his. Then we can be together forever. (laughs) And then he goes, it's like, Can I ask a question? Yeah, you're standing right there, Evelyn. (laughs) And he hasn't said boo to you. (laughs) It's related to my question. (laughs) When Evelyn as a construct stands still, does her construct body make any noise? Uh, Nothing external. You can sort of feel um, things sort of vibrating in you, but Mm -hmm. no, you don't make any... Unless you want to. I mean, you can actually do that. I know I could speak, but like, 
she's definitely having some she's trying to be quiet because Paulton made her invisible so yeah. she knows there's a reason yeah but if she um, like if she like uh, just sort of shifts her or sort of moves her body but there might be like a very soft whirring noise or something yeah because I think <laughs> that like she's been doing a very good job of being quiet but as soon as certain phrases are said like your wedding is tonight consummate the marriage those kinds of things she probably like there's probably some sort of little like peep yeah. or something. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, I don't think I, she says anything, but I think, like, whatever little bellows is inside her is like, you know, like something. I can like imagine that. it just being like. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying very, she's, like, standing very still. Like, she's got her hands in little robot fists, and she's kind of going. Mm, mm, mm. So, yeah. I, like, I, like, try to cover up the noises by matching. I'm just like. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, yeah, other than that she's here. trying very hard to like just wait and see what Paulton because she does not understand what's going on at all uh okay so I say to him like um I feel like there might have been mail that I didn't get because this is relatively news to me. He says, you have nothing to worry about. You're perfectly safe. In fact, you're perfect in every way. Thank you. you have- I've missed you too. You have the blood of King Baroth von Zarevich and the Vistani flowing through your veins. Huh. But you did leave something of yourself behind. Did I now? Okay. Well... Let's, uh, how about, how about we get me suited up and we can continue this conversation. And, uh, you know, if there were anyone who were quietly joining us very subtly, not that I'm saying they, 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 they should, but no, there, no one is, but, but wink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Escher will smile and then he'll turn to you for the first, acknowledge you for the first time, Evelyn. Ah! And, uh... <laughs> oh no, you've turned into me. Yeah. And, uh, he says, you will be safer with your friends. And he's looking at me? Yes. I tackle him. Okay. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, you hurl yourself bodily at the, uh, at the uh, vampire. Is it your intention to um, just knock him to the floor, to grapple him? Um, yeah, grapple him. Like, knock him to the floor and restrain him and then talk to Paulton. Okay. Uh, so uh, go ahead and uh, make a strength athletics check. I like those. With their robot strength? With yep. my normal strength. With your crazy robot strength? I don't I don't have any additional strength. But it's still good. It is 19. 
Okay. Um, so, uh, yes, you hurl yourself at Escher. You catch him completely off guard, and you tackle him to the floor of the throne hall. I'm just, like, sitting on him on the floor, holding him down as a gold little tiny robot. Yes. And then I look at Paulton, and I'm like, what in the name of the Holy Morning Lord is going on? A lot. You can hear the sound of the large castle doors, the main entrance to the castle, opening up far below you, um, out into the courtyard. And you can hear rattling and like people getting out of a carriage down below, but you can't see anything. Um, Other than that, you're alone up here. You're engaged? Uh, Apparently. And this... You're engaged, but you like this guy? Oh, that's... Like, that's... You like him? Who's... I'm so confused. Where are we? It's complicated. You're in the castle Ravenloft. Did you say Strahd? Did I hear Strahd? Something about Strahd? (laughs) I don't like him. He says, you took Strahd out of his domain. But you left a piece of him behind. A piece? Where? That is the master. That what? I'm holding his hands down and I'm like, what's that? Like he... D.F. and Strix. Uh, oh no! Uh, you guys are uh, standing on, you were standing on a ledge in Citadel Adbar overlooking a busy underground thoroughfare with dwarves and stuff. Your quarry had eluded you um, and no sign of Kaharek. You had just, uh, D.F., um, used this sword to summon the Arkanaloth, who is now gone. Yes. Um, it is at that time that the, the voices of the dwarves seem to fade and get farther away, and they are slowly sort of, they kind of dissolve away into darkness, and the darkness just begins to surround you until the oh, only light, too. the only light <laughs> is basically the red gleaming gem of your sword. Uh, but that light is barely enough, it's weaker than a candlelight, and it's barely enough to illuminate even the walls or ledge around you. And so you suddenly find the two of you in darkness. Now, Strix, you have dark vision. I do. You can see in a moment, in an instant, that the surroundings change from Citadel Adbar to a, um, a dark study. Walls lined with ancient tomes a dark hearth above which there is a large framed portrait of a beautiful woman. Other, I recognize this. Yes. Other accoutrements, you uh, recognize uh, comfortable chairs laid about. You remember at one point there was a dead cleric um, lying behind one of the divans. Oh, oh uh, yes. Uh, this is Strahd's study. Uh, you're, standing, oh. you're standing on an old rug. There are doors all around you. Uh, but it is pitch black. Nothing is lit here except for that little red gleaming gem in the pommel oh. of Diaz's sword. This has been a bad day. Uh, but it's make, the first thing that I say. Uh, Strix, make a perception check. Diaz is like reaching out, trying to find Strix as any kind of It's just, just like, bad day, bad day, bad day, <laughs> yeah. bad day. Oh my gosh, I got a 14. One feature that was not present before, that is present now, in one corner in front of a door is a standing suit of armor that's headless. It's just the the body down, um, and uh, it's just standing in front of the door. 
Oh, great. Um, I'll it looks, pull out my, it looks sort my, of a, my drift globe. It's kind of a dark armor, Baroque, old, uh, and almost antiquated style. And you right. pull out your drift globe. When that happens, there is enough light, DF, that you can see that you're in this Gothic study. Yeah. And I instantly recognize it too. Yes, and, and you instantly like, recognize it. You recognize day. the picture of Irina, or yep. some reincarnation of her on the, above the fireplace mantle. Uh, that no. suit of armor wasn't there before. Don't. I will point at it and then slowly back right. myself to the wall. And with the ample light. <laughs> oh, is that what you're concerned about? Because right now we're back in freaking Barovia. With the this ample light. Okay. I've already peed myself <laughs> about that. I've soiled my drawers, okay? Are you happy? Uh, with the ample light, you both see something else. Um, there is a shadow being cast on the wall that doesn't seem to have a source. It is, is it? humanoid. Could be a, a figure who now the shadow sort of stretched out and elongated, um, but it could be a human figure. Uh, but it's wearing a cloak, and I'd like you both to make perception checks. Oh. Would you say it's vaguely potential? <gasps> oh, I got a twenty. Oh yay! I got a three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when does that happen? <laughs> um, your first instinct is that it's the shadow of Strahd. Because um, it's got the sort of the fan, the cloak. What? I'm done. Bye. But, but Strix. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm not here. I'm under the Holly desk. has flown gone, away. I've gone. Strix has gone under the desk. Yeah. You've gone point. under the desk. As you're cowering underneath the desk, <laughs> you can see that it would be Strahd, except that the head seems to look more like Paulton. Oh, no. Oh. Uh. <coughs> No. Strix, Strix will tell that to DF and then be like, is there any wine in this room? Let's call Can it, let's call it, it? Stralton. Oh <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> There's no Stralton. Yeah. Uh, that was a four-player simultaneous facepalm, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Um, come under the desk. Yes, yeah, you're, like, you're trying under to the, get desk. To come under the desk. She's trying to pull you under the desk with her. Uh, Diaz does. He joins her. Okay, you cower under the desk. <laughs> it's, it's like knees folded up. He's like holding like, on to him. Kind of, kind of like rocking back and forth a little bit. She's like, stop, stop. He'll hear us. Uh, back in the throne hall, <laughs> Escher says to you, Evelyn, um, surprised by the, the weight that you're sort of forcing him down with, he says... What are you going to do? Slap me with your puppet hands? Uh, I don't need to, but thanks for the invitation. I just kind of laugh at him, and I'm like, what is your deal? Why did you bring us here? I didn't do anything. The master brought you here. He did that because he has the power to. He has the power to because he and Paulton are meant to be together. They are one and I'm like, I, I have him grappled and I'm like getting really frustrated with him. So at this point, I'm kind of like, I even like take his little hand and I'm like waving it around. I'm like, and who is the master? Let's clear this, like clear this up. Come on, come be forthcoming. Who's the master? I, I too would also like to know. I feel this pertains to me. <laughs> he says, your shadow to Paulton. 
his shadow is his master. He says, I don't think that's usually how it works. The dark powers want to reclaim this land. A piece of Strahd is in your shadow. I look at Paulton like, do you have any idea what this lunatic is raving about? Uh, no. I look at him and I say, I think he's ill. I think he needs help. He needs something. Uh, I don't recognize this place, Paulton. Where are we? Uh, we're, uh, somewhere not stellar. Okay. I thought you said something about, or he said something about you having been here before. Have you been here before? Ooh, I mean, we've all been somewhere. (laughs) The secrets come out. (laughs) You know? I mean, yes, in a in a philosophical sense, of course, we are all somewhere together in the light and love of the morning, Lord. That is very deep and profound. Yes, the light and the morning, uh, yeah. all of that. Absolutely. That's, you're so right. Shout, shout out, so shout out to, to that morning, Lord. Yeah, you're right. How could I have been so distracted as to be focused on this mortal world when really that is what it's all about? Well, what... Um, <coughs> Mm. So, um, what do you propose we do from here? Are you addressing that to Paulton? Yeah. Or to Escher? Paulton. Paulton. Okay. I'm ignoring Escher completely. I'm just sitting on him. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to be at this point fighting you. He's just kind of lying there on the floor. Say, well, uh, you should probably let that one stand back up. I look at him. Why? Because he likes me. (laughs) (laughs) He's, I wouldn't label him as a threat at the moment. Why can he see me when I'm invisible? Yeah, why can he? Why can you see me when I'm invisible? He says, uh, well, actually, he doesn't say anything. He just rolls his red eyes. Evelyn looks very put upon and then just like, ugh, stands up and steps back and tries to fold her arms, but she's still not really used to how her arms work, so she kind of like ends up like like this. All right, yep. Uh, Escher will get back to his feet. Um uh, try try to uh, muster up as much decorum as he can, given the circumstances. Uh, you hear the doors of the castle far below shut with a loud kathunk that echoes throughout the courtyard. You hear the whinny of some of a pair of horses, the huffing and the stomping of hooves. You said I'd be safer with my friends. Am I in danger? Escher says, <coughs> not, pr- 
presently. All right, great. Well, this place is not stellar, as you said, Carlton, and uh, we are not in immediate danger. And you said this guy's not a threat. So I think it's time to go and find Dieth and Strix. Let's go. And she turns and, like, tries to usher Paulton out of the room and leave. Okay. Uh, Paulton, are you going to let her... Uh, before we go, well, I'm going to talk to Escher. Mm-hmm. I say, yes, on that note, you said... You said friends, plural. Are they here? Yes, they are here. They, cool. like... The shadow you left here are part of you now. In like a spiritual sense? Something like that. Okay, I'm going to put a pin in that statement. Um, can, can, can they be like here in like with the, can, I, can we see them? Through walls? Hmm? No. If you want to see them, we can go and see them. Yeah. Yes, that sounds nice. Thank you, yeah, please. Sure. That that works. That works for me. All right. Uh, he turns and then he sees the light is still streaming through the evening light is still streaming through the window and he can't even get close to the doors at this point. Uh, so he calls out Cyrus. Cyrus. And then the doors you hear a clop 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 outside, and then the door peels open and a degenerate mongrel folk steps in uh, carrying a lantern um, that's sort of flickering and sputtering and you recognize him, Paulton, as Cyrus Bellevue, this this horrid creature, this Moreau-like uh, human that's been basically transformed into various animals all sort of collaged together. And uh, uh, Escher will say, uh, Lord Paulton wants to see his other friends. At Lord Paulton, I kind of raise an eyebrow, a little mechanical eyebrow. Look at Paulton. <laughs> is this the uh, the same? Is this the same like lantern dude who was like keeping the prison that I? Yes, like, exactly. Oh. Okay, I see him. I'm like, I'm just like, hey. And he says, well, "It's about time." <laughs> it's good to see you too, friend. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> He says, I have a banquet to prepare. Oh, you throw the best parties, dude. I am, I am ecstatic. And, uh, uh, and Escher tells Cyrus, when you're done, bring him to his quarters. We'll have him fitted for suit. Okay, I'm just like, you know it. I'll be waiting for you there, my love. <laughs> it's like, I'll be Seeing you there, dude. With each of these conversations, like, he recognizes this weird person I've never seen before. He seems to have this relationship with Escher, who I also have never seen before. And so Evelyn is, like, slowly but surely kind of, like, getting quiet and, like, just observant here because she has no idea what's going on. Yes. As as this degenerate Mongo folk leads you out, uh, Escher says, one more thing. And Cyrus is like, what? And he turns around. Don't let him see the bride. Not yet. Mm, so. Yes, bad luck. Fine, fine. And uh, this degenerate creature will lead you out. As we're uh, being led, I like lean over uh, 
I lean over to, why is my thing doing that? Anyway, I lean over in the evil and I whisper, I'm just like, don't worry. I have no idea what I'm doing. Neither do I. Have okay, no cool. what you're doing. Cause this is all very strange. It's very complicated. We have like kind of a rocky history and I don't want to get into it because bringing up exes is kind of weird, but, um, so, uh, you know. But you're not like in league with evil or anything, right? Cause this seems kind of like you're in league with evil. Putting another pin in that one. We'll, we'll get to it. D- don't worry, I got this. Evelyn's just kind of like, like <laughs> little mechanical eyes are kind of like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you're making your way through this sort of cobweb-strewn halls and dark passages and staircases of the castle, seemingly descending into its or and ascending into its innards. Um, you become very quickly disoriented and lost as this mongrel folk leads the way. Strix and Dieth, as you cozy up underneath this big desk, <laughs> Waffles sort of squeezes between the two of you. No, no, no she's no, 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 no. You shouldn't be here! <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't quite know what's going here. on, but she feels quite comfortable nestled between the two of you under here. Oh, can't believe you brought the baby. He didn't bring her! <laughs> Uh, like, and you as you as you watch as you watch in your drift go globe light, uh, the shadow of Stralton does seem to be moving slowly across the wall. No, no. Oh my god, I hate this so much. I hate this. We have to run. We have to get out of here. No, we have to stay under the desk <laughs> forever. <laughs> this is our new home. <laughs> <laughs> she like starts to just like tidy it up and like move things around. Waffles no. is a bed. No, Strix. None of us are going to live in Barovia. We are leaving. We're le- we left no, before. We'll is, do it again. No, this desk is our new home. Shut up! I don't want to be here. Neither do I. <laughs> she starts crying and going, Waffles, you'll make a great bed. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, while you're doing that, uh, you can hear... Uh, Footsteps coming upstairs behind one of the doors. And then the suit of armor, clunk, 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 moves out of the way as the door opens and light spills in from a lantern held by a degenerate mongrel creature behind which stand Paulton and Evelyn. But they have never seen Evelyn in her current form, right? They have not. But in the dim light, um, it looks superficially like you. Okay. As soon as I see oh. them, do I see them under the desk? Uh, not, not at first. At first, uh, I'll, but I'll have you and Paulton make perception checks. You can probably, see you can probably just hear us. Just be like, yeah. I live here. At first, you just see this kind of old uh, gothic library with high ceilings and big portraits and um, old uh, lamps uh, molded to the walls and paneling and a big... Uh, big padded chairs and a nice desk and all of that, but uh, you might hear them. What's your roll? I roll an uncharacteristic 18. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 13. Okay, yeah, yeah. so um, Evelyn, you do hear sort of scrabbling underneath the desk. <laughs> and you actually might hear a little sound like <laughs> from uh, Waffles that you recognize. 
Uh, I immediately recognize DF and Strix's voices, I assume. Yes. Uh, because this is the sound they usually make when they get in this mode. <laughs> uh, and uh, I immediately launch myself down there. And I'm like, DF, Strix, you I, won't believe as it. As soon as she comes into the, the light, game, you just and- see this animatronic Evelyn. <laughs> And I'm like crawling in there with them and like trying to cuddle with Strix. Uh, Strix is going to give her a hug. Her face is not moving sort of entirely naturally. And um, you can hear very soft little whirs and clicks from inside her artificial body. So Literally just. So this weird like robotic face just comes in like right yeah, up. Right up into the, the light. Like Strix real. doesn't care. She's just like, oh, so you're like a Madron now. That's fine. And she just gives her a hug. Uh, Dieth, Dieth, I like, crawl into Strix's arms and I'm just like cuddled up against her like she's holding me and I'm just like, ba, 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 with my robotic mouth. <laughs> Strix is the first time she's ever given her a hug and she's like, I don't think you can smell me, which is great for you. It is very nice. Dieth's uh, initial response is actually panic in that he actually like scoots back on his, using mm-hmm. his hands and his feet, like from, from up, to, up from up under the table. So like, he almost comes out, like puts a hand to his sword right away as his bizarre construct suddenly gets way too close, way too fast and knows our names. Yep. All right. So Strix immediately believes it's me and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, she's seen stuff like this before. It's nothing new. We have a She's deep just like, this is weird. As soon as Evelyn goes uh, scuttling under the desk to be with Strix, Paul, and you get a, you, and you see DF <laughs> come tumbling out the other side, uh, you know exactly what's going on. You're also standing right next to what appears to be an animated suit of armor. Um, I, um, I say to DF, I'm like, it's fine. That's Evelyn. And surprisingly enough, that's not the weirdest thing going on right now. We should chat. Is like DF is just wide-eyed looking back and forth, but is immediately relieved seeing that Paulton is still alive. And then also relieved that Evelyn is alive, but looking back at her, like you can't help but feel a sense of sadness or perhaps even pity at whatever it is that she's become. Yeah, you guys didn't even know that I was around like no. you thought I was no. dead. No, we thought you were dead. Yeah. Also Strix will like like release the hug like realizing that she's huggy hugging you and be like Ugh. and just be like <laughs> be like I'm just so happy we didn't have to go to the celestial plane. Like oh, that would have been yeah. such a trouble. So, even when even when Strix releases the hug Evelyn keeps like as she's talking to her keeps trying to like grab her hand or like lean on her or stuff like she's, she's like, like no <laughs> It was just once. It was just I just once. I miss my girlfriend so much. Paulton, what, what do you want your severed hand to do? I was just going to ask if he's still with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, <laughs> right, right as I say, like, we, we've got other stuff going on. Can he just, like, kind of crawl up on the Diaz shoulder? And yes. Then just go, <laughs> <laughs> so, Diaz, make a perception check. Oh, no. And I shall roll. <laughs> this is, that's shall, so not funny. I shall roll the Crawling Claws stealth check. Uh... With bonus 16. Yeah, okay. So you don't notice until it is crawled literally up on your shoulder. Um, and then you see this black, severed, desiccated hand right there. Uh, Do I just... see it too? Uh, at this point in time, until DF reacts, probably not. Okay. So just sees it, screams, grab try like throw it across the room. Yes. At which point everybody sees the hand go flying from DF's uh, grip across the room. What was that? Like, Come on, dude. 
And that's like scuttling back toward you. What did I say about picking things up from the ground? <laughs> you said always do that and then maybe eat it. But not magic things. <laughs> so Dia's uh, attention will kind of go back to Robot Evelyn, and he'll uh, kind of like almost crawl back forward to her, and like not really sure how he's supposed to interact with her. Like he wants to like put like a hand up to her and like kind of touch her and make sure like this is actually her and it's real, but he kind of like stops himself and just... Yeah. It's clear It's clear that she is not a real person, but you get the sense touching her that yeah. you have no doubt that it's her. I like kneel right in front of Diaz and I kind of realize what he's going through that like, oh yeah, I look super weird and this was super weird like, you know, 10 hours ago. Uh, and so I just kind of like kneel in front of him and kind of look in his eyes and I hold out one hand like this, just like letting him touch it. Yeah. So he'll kind of take hold of it almost meekly. Yeah. And uh, it's room temperature, her hand, yeah. which is not normal. Uh, he'll just kind of whisper out like just the deepest concern in his eyes and just says like, we'll fix you. Uh, you can see in her face that like, she kind of already had the Evelyn mask on, but as soon as you say that, like something kind of breaks and she looks like very deeply sad, but thankful. And she's just like, yeah. you always do. I've never had a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, tu- I turn to him just like, come on, I'm right here. <laughs> Strix is like, do you want some snickety snooks? He looks at you, Paul, and he says, I'm just your servant. Oh, don't, don't, come on. <laughs> don't be like that. She'll offer him, like, a piece of jerky or something. You're like, come on. Where are your friends? A stranger? Whoever you are? I mean, you're one of those weird people I gave I don't eat strange before. food. Well, then we're That's not really good. And she'll put it back into a robe. <laughs> I only make friends with people that eat strange food. <clears throat> Speaking of which, I'm supposed to prepare your wedding feast. And you're supposed to be get dressed up. Like, and you're... Like, and you're... Not supposed to be giving me any lip. Now, I offered friendship, <laughs> but I can stop being nice if you want. Yes, master. <laughs> Thank you. finally darts up to his feet. Wedding feast. Yeah. Dalton, what is happening? Just like. Yeah, I'm Paul. a little scared. Strix will go back under the desk. Evelyn keeps, like, see? See? He's getting Wedding married feast. to the dark powers. Banquet. Dark powers. What? See? Okay. Strix will, like, peek out from under the desk and be like, this is not okay. The land needs its Dark Lord. No, it doesn't. I had a relationship with Dark Powers before. It didn't go great. Everyone had relationships I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look, I turn to him. I'm just like, thank you. That will be all. Wait outside the door and I'll be out momentarily. Yes, master. And he has out. Click. So, guys. Um, what? I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. And it's complicated. But basically, um, I'm kind of fucked. (laughs) So I don't know what to do. Kind of panicking. Thoughts. Strix, what do we do? I don't know this kind of magic. Evelyn, what do we do? We leave. I mean, I like we, try, we uh, can't wait. leave. We're stuck here. We were stuck here before, and now we're stuck here again. Mm-hmm. Why? Why are we stuck? I, 
I don't know. Can I do an arcana check to see sure. like why we're stuck? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got a 19, which plus my arcana is like, oh my gosh, it's a lot. It's like 24. Okay. Um, you haven't been brought up to speed yet on everything that they know about how you were brought here or who brought you back here. Um, but if, if your planar lord does you any credit, you know that, okay, so you captured Strahd in that puppet mm. and you took him out of his domain and after he was trapped in the puppet, you were able to leave his domain. Essentially, the borders of mist fell and you could escape. Uh, now, to the best of your knowledge, that puppet hasn't returned, although it's possible it could have, in which case, you know, Strahd would probably be released by now. Um, the shadow on the wall that you saw tells you that <laughs> it's possible that that had some hand in bringing Paulton back because they were, that is a piece of Paulton. Oh, that's um, right. And here's the thing. If it did it once, it could do it again. Look, the last thing we all want is for Paulton to be fucked, okay? So we're going to figure out how... I could say something about that, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Well, you make your own decisions about what you want to say when, but I'm just saying, what's the deal with the shadow thing? Let's figure it out and let's go. We we could go. Um, That is not ideal, because you notice, you notice how um, we were just kind of brought here, and if we left, they'd do it again. And then it's next your shadow. Time. Is he in here, still with us? Is he still just like hanging out? The shadow. Uh, yeah. When you look around, you can see that it has moved. Um, it is, uh, but it is casting itself on a wall, and you don't know if it can hear you or what. Paulton, go smash yourself against that guy. That's magic. <laughs> I... Just, like, crush yourself against the shadow. Stick him back to your feet or something. I've always hated that thing. Can I, like, go... Can I just walk over to it and, like, just kind of investigate it? Uh, yes. And as you approach it, it moves away from you. Come on, dude. So, like, it just keeps moving away? I can't mm-hmm. get near it? Uh, correct. Situation. Strix will pull out the flask and throw it at Paulton and say, try this. I don't know if it'll work, but there's no one in it currently because I made a big mistake. I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> I was going to ask if this is occupied, but... It I, is not no. okay. because I'm a big old dummy. Okay. You're not a dummy. Thank you, Evelyn, but I am a dummy. Thank you. No, I guess... So can, I, can I try to get in the flask? Yeah, you can unplug it and say the command word, which you know to be Xerith, mm-hmm. and try to uh, will the creature into the flask. And uh, when you do so, it doesn't seem to have any effect. That's probably because it is native to this place. It don't work. Well, they give it back to me. Okay. So I, can, I can make some more mistakes. Thank you. Just jump back in the robe. Can I, like, I'm going to, like, wave to it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you can make friends. Uh, it turns into uh, a large bat-like humanoid form. 
the cloak essentially becoming wings. I like withdraw my wave. Bat king. <laughs> bat king. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm back king. <laughs> uh, but like like all shadows, it is uh, dead silent. Back uh, under the desk. <laughs> nope, nope, I grab her. You see its, you see its wings begin to spread across the wall of the room, the 40-foot wall of the room. Cool. Wait, um, was, wasn't there like a secret exit out of this place before? Yes. Maybe, maybe, we, could, maybe we could run and hide and just... Do I have any kind of inkling that I could, I don't know, use a spell or something that could, like, interact with it somehow? Um, that is a good question. You could make an Arcana check. Oh, Arcana. Okay. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. No, uh, that'd be a five. Okay, uh, you are <laughs> no idea. Yeah, <laughs> um, you're not sure in its current form. You can even really communicate with it in any conventional way. Uh, now, uh, it's possible that um, uh, there there could be a spell or a ritual, maybe even in one of these hundred, hundreds of thousands of tomes uh, surrounding you. That might shed some light on it. But that might take some time. Yeah, we don't have a lot of that. Yeah, and so there are a number of doors out of here. Uh, There is... uh, um, The door to the staircase that you just came up, there's a set of double doors. And then there are two single doors out of the room. Oh. Right, so yeah, we could just we can just run and leave. Yep. Uh, last time we ran and the secret leave, door. The secret door is the one leading <laughs> to the staircase. That's the one that they came through. Okay. I thought we agreed we needed to reattach this shadow to Paulton to solve this problem. If we were to leave, where would we even go? Strix Away. is like, this is my house now. I live under this desk. Strix, Do have you, you like- ever reattached a shadow to a person? Uh, no. Have you ever detached a shadow from a person? No. Do you know anything about attaching shadows? I don't think so, but I can search my wealth of knowledge. <laughs> Go ahead and do Shall so. I do an arcana check again? You can In the meantime, while she's right, like 16. Okay. Um, you believe it might be possible uh, through um, some sort of ritual? To do so, you're not sure how what magic or power Strahd used to break off the the shadow, other than he's a super powerful uber dark lord. Um, <laughs> right, I will relay that to them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but un, un, undoubtedly there is a, a magical way to accomplish this goal. What if we just destroy the shadow? With what? With that's kind of that's more impossible the light than of the attaching it. Lord. Are you going to do that? I punch it with <laughs> divine smite. <laughs> I just punch the wall where it is. Okay, so you go over and uh, uh, strike the wall um, with your fist. Boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that doesn't seem to have any effect on the shadow. Um, but it does cause the animated suit of armor oh, to uh, sort of <laughs> clench its fists and begin marching in your direction. Come at me, Metal Do, I, do oh. I know if you will listen to me? Maybe don't. Maybe don't. We can't do any of this. And you see it just sort of throw a chair that weighs about 150 pounds aside like it's nothing. <laughs> And it goes tumbling across the room to get to you. It doesn't Maybe walk around the chair; it just pushes it. Evelyn kind of has like a half smile on her face, and she gets in like a hunkered down, like she hasn't had a fight in a while, and she's pissed off. Okay, I'm Evelyn. gonna I'm I'm gonna yell at it and just tell it to stand down in hopes that it'll listen. All right, it stands down. Aww. Okay, breaking stuff. No bueno. Running. No bueno. If I know these guys, we're in an I, the most ideal position we could be in right now, and we're not in immediate danger, and we need to use this to figure out something that'll actually work. Except for I think the dark powers are trying to make you into Strahd. Strix will just like point at Paulton. Like, yeah. Hey, maybe that's not a bad idea. It's like right, and that doesn't sound great. But if we run, it'll only make things worse. What if we let it happen and what? you do this fighting and you become the Dark Lord? Right, then you're the king of all this realm, and then with your new king powers, you dissolve the anarchy or the the hierarchy, and just like done, no more, no more kings, no more counts. You use your weird count powers, and you just be done with it all. I don't know. See, if What's I think, your idea? I think, I think you need a snack. I think he needs a snack. He does. All he can be a snack. I listen to that plan. I'm just like, well, now hold on. Mm-hmm. Would that, that wouldn't work. Would that work? No. That wouldn't work. No, of course that wouldn't work. Would that work. And then you could declare a new empire. No. What? <laughs> this, we're talking about evil here, about darkness. You are literally a bastion of light. You need to play yourself a song. Play something. <laughs> Play it soft for your not, shadow. Maybe it'll remind it the true light and joy in the world. It's like, she hands him, like, she's like, grabs his bagpipe from his back and, like, shoves it into his hand. <laughs> so, like, like, making really sad, like, <laughs> I'm just holding the bagpipe, like, I appreciate the kind words. They might not be entirely true, but the gesture is received. Thank you. We're going to go back to planning now. Maybe okay. the shadow wants to hear a song. I'm just saying. What if the puppet is back? It could be. Through, really can't through one of the single one of the single doors to the room opens up, and a kind of withered old man that you've never met before, with uh, slightly askew spectacles, uh, walks in, and uh, you can see he's got a little uh, bag in his arms, so he sort of closes the door with his bum, and then he just sort of waddles around the room, trying not to disrupt your conversation or get involved with you in any way, but perfectly aware that you're in the room. He's just trying to be as quiet and innocuous as possible. I immediately turn to him, just like, hey, you! Uh, he looks up, startled, in your direction. Uh, y- yes, sir. Come here. Uh, yes, sir. He walks over, and he says, I- I'm to fit you for a suit, sir. Hmm. 
What, in this room? Are we doing uh, that here? Uh, no. And he sort of gestures nervously, points a crooked old finger toward the double doors. He says, in, in your bedchamber, sir. Ah, of course. The bedchamber that I'm completely aware of. Like, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I, sure I, I'm sure your companions will be very comfortable out here, sir. Do I get a suit? He says, uh, Does he get a suit? Uh, I'm Do sure I get we could, a suit? He sort of looks you up and down, Diaz, and says, I, I believe we could find something for you. It may not fit perfectly, but we'll have to do. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your bride is uh, a lovely creature, if I may say so, sir. Hmm. Looking forward to finding that out. What's her name? Strix will yell from under the desk. I don't rightly know. Is she a human? Yes. Is she a vampire? I don't believe so, no. Hmm. I don't believe you. I got it. He says, shall we we press on, sir? Daylight's Uh, wasting. Hmm. Right. I turn... I turn to my uh, my party. I'm just like, all right, guys, I have to go get fitted for my suit now. I'm sure everything we were talking about, you you got it. It was good to see you, Paulton. We shall meet up again soon. <laughs> yes, let yes. us do that. Just like an awkward, like <laughs> unnatural shake. All right. Um, so uh, this old man goes to the double doors and he stands by there. Um, uh, his, his, and uh, he sort of holds the bag of stuff in one hand and pulls the doors open. Waits for you to go through first and bows as you do. I go through the doors. All Evelyn right. does not like this. She's looking at, at Diaz like, why, is, why are we letting it go? The old man closes the doors behind them. So, uh, Evelyn, Dieth, and Strix, you are alone with the suit of armor and the shadow. We uh, should never let him out of our right, sight again. No. What are you thinking? Look, they're having a wedding, right? No, he, we're he, leaving before that. He's, he's getting married, right? Why? Because you can't have a wedding if there's no bride. I say we set the place on fire. I like that idea. Let's get Paulton first, and then let's burn the thing down. That's your answer <laughs> for everything. That could actually work. <laughs> Hear me out. If there's no bride, there's nothing to get married to, and none of this ritual happens. Are you talking about killing somebody else? I'm just gonna say right now that I'm glad that this mortal Dia peril falls, like, has completely silent. <laughs> no, no, the mortal peril has made you nice and you know it have initiative again. Good job, Dia. You're back to the team. <laughs> I'm just saying that if there's no bride, he can't go through with this, right? Well, what do you mean by no bride? We're just, we'll, we'll prevent it. We're just, we'll stop it. That's all we gotta do. So we have to go find the bride? Yeah. That's or we it. could just, I mean, I don't see how that would stop it. They seem to feel like brides just come for a dime a dozen. They seem to be able to find new ones all the mm. time. I don't know. I mean, Strahd was pretty set on having that one bride. So I think they're pretty particular about these. Well, the bride probably doesn't want to be here. So all we have to do is just pick her up and then take her out of here. No right. one wants to be here. We kidnap her. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that sounds fine. I mean, if she wants It's to not kidnapping. It's just escorting. It's different. 
But what about Palton? We're just going to leave him with that guy? No. For now. <laughs> He's done well on his own before. We'll come back uh, for it. Uh, Dieth will take his uh, his belongings out of his sack and shuffle through it real quick and uh, pull out Treebane and hand it to Evelyn. She, like, hefts it, and you can see, like, a visible, like, relief coming over her. She has had zero weapons, mm-hmm. zero items, nothing. <laughs> and she's like, thank you. And she gives him a huge hug, like a big metallic hug. And Strix will give her back Juniper as well. Uh, oh, I guess I still do have, like, a pouch or something. I can yeah. yeah. Or I compartment. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Juniper You might have a little internal compartment that you could put her in. Oh, yeah. I do. I have a little like tummy compartment. I put her. Yeah, in. she'll yeah. just like pop out of your shoulder and your brain. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> she just hangs out in there. It's like her little playground. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, okay. Are you wearing my uh, my winged boots? Oh yeah, I returned those to her too. You don't want to keep them? They're not for me. He never used them. Well, that's too bad. It is too bad. It would have been funny. <laughs> Thanks, Drix. Well, if you ever want to borrow them, you let me know. I put them back on. Yep, they sort of magically resized to fit your little wooden feet. Oh. Um, okay. Well, I feel better. I say we go find the bride. All right. Sounds good. Right. Are we... All right. Are we allowed to leave? Uh, so there's the way you came in, the secret passage leading to the staircase. There's two single doors leading out of the room as well, one of which you've taken before to sort of get around the castle. Um, you could probably take the familiar one and know that you're not going to get lost. Is, is there, uh, that suit of armor, is that nearby? It's now standing in the middle of the room. Okay. So we could probably won't obstruct our path, right? No. If we move fast enough? You see that the, the giant uh, shadow on the wall um, uh, kind of shrinks back down to its human form. A little less Why threatening. Why would it be doing that? What does that mean? I don't understand. Why would it be doing that? I don't know either. We need to get out of here. Evelyn, lead the way. Why don't we? Why don't we ask? Oh, I, I hate to say this, and I'm sorry, Dia, but we have no. someone we no. can ask. No. I mean, but she is a smart blood from Sickle. They'll know no. everything about it. I don't want who, anything to do with that. Who are we talking about? The uh, Death will explain his new sword to Evelyn. That's so cool. No, it's not. I don't trust it. And, and you shouldn't. They're really dangerous, but... It's literally a weapon that calls a cool animal friend to tell you things about the world? It's okay, she an is not friend. an animal friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see the shadow um, produce what seems to be a set of shadow bagpipes. Oh, come mm. on. Nope. It's just and getting real literal relieving. right now. We're leaving. We're leaving. Bye. Let's, wait, want- wait, what does it have to say? Maybe it, want, maybe it does want him to play the bagpipes. Hopefully it's not making any more. sound. But it looks but it, like does it's it look playing. Like it's playing. Yes. See, I was right all along. It just wants Paulson to play. I don't think that's what it wants. I don't think that's what it wants. Then why is it playing bagpipes? Because it wants to be spooky. I don't know. 
I think that's you guys what shadows do. underestimate Paulton and his shadow. Because for all we know, that's what Paulton is exactly doing right now. It is his shadow, right? He hasn't played bagpipes in a long time, if you haven't noticed. I doubt that's what he's doing right now. Uh, you said there's one doorway that we are familiar with? Yeah. All right. Let's leave out that one, please. Let's right. go. Uh, are you going to notify the mongrel folk that you left outside the other secret door? Or are you just going to let them hang there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go and tell them. I'll be like, hey, we're just going to go out. We're going to go. We need some air. We're just going to get ready for the wedding. We're excited. Where's we're Master Paulton? He's getting fitted for your suit you're so worried about. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he goes stomping down the stairs. And he's mumbling it's something about, I got a feast to prepare and things like that. <laughs> I'm doing all the food and the dead zombie meat. And the... <laughs> all right. I feel and, sorry for him. Okay. And uh, yes, you go wandering off into the, into the castle to try to find the bride. Uh, I would all, I'd like all three of you to make investigation checks for me. Yay! To navigate right. the Ten. castle. I don't get to Ten. these very often. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Well, I got a five, so. Okay. Uh, You quickly become disoriented by the castle and its many dark passageways, staircases going up, down. Uh, You find yourselves going up and down to try to get to where you need to go. You can't quite remember the way back down to the dining hall on the ground floor, the organ chamber, or any of the other familiar sites. And at some point, you start to realize that you know, your, sen- your sense of memory can't be this bad. There must be something weird going on in this castle. You just feel like you're being led to strange places you've never been before. Paulton, uh, you're in a comfortable bedchamber, a huge canopied <laughs> bed with cool. black drapes. Cool. Uh, against one wall, there is a freestanding full-length mirror in a corner. There's other accoutrement. There's a standing candelabra with uh, nine lit candles uh, burning away. The cool. large window dominates the wall, but it's covered with red velvet drapes. There are also drapes hanging in what appear to be um, they might be privies or uh, um, closets. Vestibules that you can't see. And this old man is taking your measurements uh, as you're standing there, and uh, Escher uh, enters the room through one of the vestibules. He just throws the curtain aside, and uh, he comes out with your suit and lays it on the bed. Uh, while the old man is taking measurements. And he refers to the old man as Leaf, kind of impatiently. He doesn't seem to have much patience for this doddering old fool at all. Mm. But Escher sits there on the edge of the bed, his legs crossed, and he's just sort of like picking little bits of dirt and lint and old stuff off the suit, like it's been packed away for ages. And it's the same kind of outdated, almost archaic uh, design that he himself favors. I look at the suit and I'm just like, eh. And uh, off in the distance, Paulton, you begin to hear what sounds like bagpipes. But it sounds like they're outside the castle. Like you'd hear, you know, on a, a Scottish morning waking up in the highlands, somebody just playing in the hills, that kind of thing. Very distant. I, uh... Let's see. I ask. I ask Asher. It's like, what's that? What's what? Do you hear anything? 
fact, I do. Sounds like music. Far away. Kind of sad. I want to know who that is. Why? 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 I'm I'm sorry. I'm 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 sorry. Um Okay, so let me let me go over let me go over this arrangement again. So, um, why am I here? You are here mm-hmm. to take a bride uh-huh. to consummate your marriage. And why am I getting married? It's a symbolic gesture. The bride mm-hmm. represents the dark powers. You are giving yourself right. over to them mm-hmm. so that they can make you the new dark lord. Okay, that's what I was getting at. So, um. Dark Lord to be, and you're questioning why. Is that a good idea? Yeah, power play. He says, The Master is waking the dead. You can't have a wedding without guests. Cool. Oh, the, oh. It's like, now was that so hard? I thought you had enough to worry about. I was only thinking of you. Mm, so sweet. I only ever think of you. <laughs> Too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. He says, if it wasn't forbidden, I'd be all over you now. Hmm. But that would be improper. The dark powers would not like that. Is that so? And, uh... But once you're the Dark Lord, you can do whatever you want. Anything you want. But you're going to have to let your friends go. You know that. It's the only way that they can be safe. Send them back to wherever they came from. So if they stay here after this happens, they are then in danger? Well, I don't think they'll be happy, do you? Hmm. That's a matter of perception. And he says, all that power you'll have, you're not likely to regard them in the same way. Your sentimentality will fade. Love will become... Love of the living will become less important to you. Good to know. He says, I know this because I've read many of the books in the Master's Study and... After he embraced his darkness, he was never the same. And he was a great man. What? Like, so he was never the same after 
he was cold. Heartless. What was what was he like before? A great warrior, so I'm told. A soldier. Hmm. He placed his family above all. If you were of the blood, then you were his to protect. And he always kept his word. The Vistani Pact is proof of that. Hmm. They saved his life. He was indebted to them. Forever. That sounds familiar. He says, forever will have new meaning for you after tonight. So romantic. It really is. I'm so scared. Uh, as you, as this is going on, Leaf is, um, comes over. Uh, Escher just thrust, thrust, thrusts the suit into his sunken chest, and uh, Leaf will go over and uh, um, immediately uh, sort of take it over to a small vanity and begin to uh, do some uh, stitching, some tucking, and other things to the suit while you're talking to Escher. Mm-hmm. Escher sort of pats the bed next to him. I will have a seat. All right. He says, I can barely control myself. It's like, I'm sure. Uh, The music continues to play, distant. Sounds like a piece you would choose. Hmm. He says, there is some of you in the creature I call the master. Once you've embraced the dark powers, he will rejoin you. And you will have in you what I hope to be the best of him. Whatever piece, whatever fragment of him he used to tear your shadow from you, that will be inside you, that piece of Strahd. He and I had a special relationship. Mm. All good to know. What do I do? While you're thinking about that, uh, the others of you, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you find yourself... Um, going up a tower staircase. Uh, And the tower is quite broad. It's about 60 feet across inside, and the staircase hugs the inside wall. And you get to a landing uh, that has a door leading outside. Um, An open archway onto what appears to be a bridge that crosses from this tower to another tower. And you see something hanging above you in midair. The spiral staircase continues up the tower overhead and hanging in midair above you is what appears to be a 10-foot diameter black heart. It's the heart! We were supposed to destroy that! I thought Mordenkind was going to do that. 
he was like drunk or something. I don't know. Yeah, and you can uh, you can see that it looks like uh, at one point the heart may have been kind of alive, but it's all sort of uh, crystallized dead, and uh, it's got a gash in it. It looks dead to me. It looks sort of burnt out. It's not it's not pulsing or beating or anything. No. So he did destroy it for us. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I yep. wonder and if he's you can also see here. You can also see on the stairs, sort of littering the stairs, are bits of shattered weaponry. Uh, halberds that have been broken or sundered or blasted to pieces. Are there any good weapons? Nothing has survived. So at this point, you kind of have a choice. You can either cross the bridge to the other, the roof of the other tower, or you can keep going up this one. Can we cross the bridge? Or you can go back down. We don't even, like, we couldn't even go back where we came from, right? You could. You could crawl back down this staircase and try to figure out where you went wrong. But we're, like, super lost is what I mean. Like You we are super go back lost, room. yes. Like, we couldn't we go can't. back where the suit of armor was and stuff? You couldn't find your way back there if you tried. Yeah. This is fine. We can be lost. They can't start the oh, wedding great. without the wedding party, so if we're lost, they can't start without us. I don't know. I think they'd start without us in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's nice that you're logical, but I a heartbeat. <laughs> when you sort of poke your heads out through the archway and look, uh, the so the keep of the oops, the keep of the castle looks like that. Oops, wait, there we are. Yep. There. Okay. Gotcha. And you see that tall, tall spire. Yep. You are up in that. And there's a bridge that crosses over to the flat-topped high tower. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's go to the very top. Maybe and, we can get a look And you can out. see, by the time you get up here, um, now, a lot of the sky is clear, huh. um, which is odd. You didn't expect to see that. But there is a storm coming in uh, from one direction, and you can see the sun has set behind the mountains in the other I do not like this. Oh, yeah. There's a storm coming, all right. I don't... I think it ha- I think the storm is like a metaphorical storm. I think everything here means something bad. Yeah. And from this vantage point, when you look toward the storm and then cast your eyes down, you can look down the high perch that the castle's on and see in a valley a small, familiar village. It's pointed rooftops and... A general layout conforming to the village of Barovia, the first place you entered upon arriving here. It sits at the base of the spire on which the castle is perched. You can see it clear as day. Um, oh, it's so nostalgic. Remember all of our times together? The, we yeah, it sucked. We need the to get out the here. dark clouds are kind of uh, pressing up against it and will soon be over the castle as well. Since the sky is clear right now and it's not stormy, can yeah. I, like, using my boots, jump out the window and kind of get like a super vantage point on the castle and look from the... From yeah, the you can essentially uh, flutter around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of want to investigate, like, uh, if I happen to hear that music, I'm totally going to investigate it. I want to see if I see this caravan that was coming, all that stuff. Okay. Uh, you uh, can make a perception check to see what you see and or hear. Ooh. Evelyn, as a robot, is much more perceptive so far. <laughs> 16. Uh, yes, you can sort of hear a distant um, sound of bagpipes, but you can't pinpoint where it's coming from. 
It just seems to echo around the the general area of the mountains where you're in. Um, and it sounds very, very faint. Uh, but uh, as you look around, you can see that on the rooftops below you, some old uh, decrepit gargoyles are perched. You can see empty battlements with no guards on them, uh, curtain walls uh, with parapets uh, that stand unguarded. Uh, below you is the chapel, uh, which seems lit from within, and above it, a belfry tower uh, that uh, currently appears dark. There's not much activity in the rear courtyards. Um, you do see a small garden at the base of the chapel that looks sort of wild and untended, and what appears to be a walkout, um, a, an overlook that allows you to look down into the valley below. But toward the front of the castle, where the gatehouse is and the drawbridge, you can see there is uh, Strahd's black carriage, his coach, with two black horses still waiting outside the entrance to the castle, which is now closed up. Um, there's no activity other than the horses around the coach at present. Um, and the drawbridge is down. Uh, does seeing the castle from this vantage point give me any help on like us navigating inside the castle? Uh, not so much, because uh, uh, the castle inside is a maze, but there are windows and other things around here where at least if you had an idea of where you were going, you'd have a better chance of getting there. Uh, okay, I go back and kind of like report all this to my friends. Um, yeah. And it, it also strikes you, um, just being a, a person of some religious background, that if there is a wedding and there is a bride, eventually she's going to be taken to the chapel. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate destination for all of this. Right. Uh, so I do report all of this to my friends, and then I say, if we want to stop the wedding, I think we just got to set the chapel on fire. Yay! <laughs> I mean, will it burn? Anything burns, Dev. We could also of, smash it. I don't know. Is it made of stone, or? Wouldn't smashing a chapel kind of be, like, bad for you? Not if it's an evil chapel in the possession of the Dark Lord himself. Oh, or someone fair. trying to become it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys hear a yeah somewhere? I yeah, that was in my heart. <laughs> Evelyn, with your perception check, you can see uh, flying through the air toward the castle and by extension toward you are what appear to be three witches on brooms. No, oh, no. Uh, they I are, hold my hat down. Uh, they're, they're coming from a direction and heading toward the castle. It's not clear to you that they're bearing down on you specifically. They seem to be just coming back to the castle. Looks like the wedding guests are starting to arrive. Oh, Diep is hot hidden. He's hidden. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Deep, worry, he's okay? fine. Mm-mm. What's He's wrong? Hiding. What's wrong? Did you remember What's the broom here? incident? Everything's go, coming back. We should go back inside. All right. Well, can we go to the chapel? Uh, or can we, can we try and make DF? it to the... You I know what? I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to turn DF into a cloud so that he stops panicking. <laughs> you're now I'm slow. You're not cloud slow for him. <laughs> just <laughs> take a few deep breaths and she'll turn you back. Look how panicky he is as a cloud. Like wisps going everywhere. He's look look at his arms. <laughs> They're going crazy. He's trying to yell at us. Do you feel better yet? <laughs> I don't think he does. Give me an okay or like a peace sign or like. Nah. 
I'm going to leave McLeod for a while. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe he needs to cool down. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Escher, well, anyway. Escher says to you, Paulton, as he sort of uh, brushes your hair with his hand, that you could use a haircut. But there's no time. Mm. Um, okay. Can I... Uh, pull some persuasion on him. Sure. Okay. What are you aiming to persuade him to do? Um, he seems game for anything because he's pretty bored right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to try and persuade him to help figure out how this doesn't go down. Okay. He's like, have you learned to perform any tricks with that hand? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, yes, so, uh, so you're trying to get him on your side, basically. Yeah. See things in and, a new light. Yeah, and if this goes all right, I have an idea. Let's see, so that is, that is a nat 20. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa! Oh, plus, my God! Plus, so that totals to 28, so I'm hoping Holy. that does Holy! Okay, I kind of didn't want that roll to go that well. Okay, so... <laughs> After he like brushes my hair off, yes, I put my hand on the side of his face Mm -hmm. and I lean into him and I just rest my forehead on his. Okay, and I say, the uh, the dark powers won't let this be, will they? They always get their way. If only there were some other way out of this, and then maybe this could actually happen. Uh, you see that he, he sort of becomes lost in your eyes for a moment, and then uh, he says, well, you didn't hear it from me, but if you can rid a fragment of Strahd from your shadow, then all of your problems could be solved. I am aware of a spell called Dispel Evil and Good. This spell can do it. And then he sort of says, um, but if it fails, and uh, he hesitates to speak further, on that point. Hmm. Ask him, uh, what, what does this spell entail? Uh, he tells you, uh, some of the things that he's learned, uh, that, um, it is an abjuration effect, uh, and, uh, essentially, uh, you, it creates a shimmering energy that surrounds and protects you from fey, undead, and creatures originating from other planes, like fiends and things. And so they, they have a hard time attacking you and that kind of thing. It's protective, but you can then discharge the spell and cause it to dismiss a celestial, an elemental, a fey, a fiend, or an undead uh, that you come into contact with, that you touch. Uh, and if you do, and if it succeeds, that creature is banished away. 
And since your shadow has got Strahd basically in it, or a fragment of it, uh, you would essentially banish that fragment, and it would have nowhere really to go except into oblivion. Mm. I, uh... Ask Escher, I say... He tells you that the only thing keeping your shadow from rejoining you is the fragment of Strahd inside, because it's not mm-hmm. time. You're not on the side of the dark powers yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I ask him, I say, would you do that for me? I can't cast that spell. but there is someone who can. And who's that? The abbot presiding over your wedding. The father of the bride. Now you recall having met the abbot in the Abbey of St. Markovia. You recall having met his construct, the beautiful flesh golem, Vazilka. You recall Evelyn, um, back when she was flesh and blood, using her divine sense on the abbot, and detecting that he was a celestial. A celestial who, for whatever reason, was in league with Strahd. Hmm. He says, uh, Escher says, I can smell somewhere deep down in that rotten form of his a lingering goodness that wants to get out it wants to do the right thing he sort of says that with some disgust Where, uh... He says, but the abbot is not the human he pretends to be. Something much more powerful. Uh-huh. The dark powers have a great interest in him as well. They could have made him the dark lord, if not you except for that lingering goodness in him. And, uh... If only you had a way to compel him. Uh Uh-huh. Where, uh... Where... Where is this, this feller? Well, he arrived with the bride. I assume he's overseeing final preparations in the chapel. (sighs) 
Uh, if I may, I'd like to maybe have a word with him before. He says, I think that can be arranged. I say, uh, he'll stand up and sort of extend his hand to, to take yours. Mm-hmm. I take his hand. All right. I can show you shining simmering splendid. Yes. So, uh, unless you have somewhere else you'd like him to take you right now, um, uh, he will uh, uh, take you downstairs as by the most direct route to the chapel. Uh, yeah. I think I think I just want to talk to this guy. Okay. Uh, uh, Escher will command Leaf to have the, uh, the suit ready by the time they return. Um, that seems to throw... There's a veiled threat involved, and uh, Leaf becomes very pale and nervously goes back to finishing his hemming and hawing. And uh, the other three of you... Uh, uh, Evelyn, did you want to rejoin your friends, or do you want to kind of stay airborne? Yeah, I rejoined Okay, them. and you told them about, hey, let's burn down the chapel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I thought. I thought yeah, the three of you can see the, the witches sort of fly down toward the castle. Uh, they kind of fall a little bit out of view. It almost looks like they're going to collide with one of the towers. They sort of descend so sharply, uh, but they kind of pull up at the last moment and tap on one of the windows of one of the towers, and the window is opened for them. I look at Dieth and I'm like, "Do you have some also previous relationship with these witches, or is it just the broom thing?" Small. <laughs> Alright, cloud. Alright, fine. Strix will just make him not a cloud. She'll be like, calm down, mister. You're not a cloud anymore. Okay. Good. Uh, It's mostly the broom thing. You'll be fine. If there's any brooms... Don't worry. I hate this place. I don't want to be anywhere. It's all right. We'll get we, out of here as soon as we can. Okay. We, just need we to get all Paulton. hate this place. You were the one who wanted to stop the wedding. I just want to take Paulton and leave. Let's go down and stop the wedding. We need to do that. Stop okay. the wedding! So let's go to the chapel. Whatever we have to do, if we have to set traps, if we have to make a scene, if one of us has to carry waffles. Can you carry waffles? I'll like point at waffles. waffles. I take the harness. I put it on. Okay. I, uh, I hadn't even really... She doesn't need the harness anymore. She's oh, walking she's, on her own. She's, she's too big. Yeah. Is she too big to carry now? Uh, mm-hmm. She is a little awkward to carry now. Yeah. So she's got a, she's got a gentle leader, basically, a, a leash. She has a leash? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I actually hadn't said hi officially to Waffles. I'd kind of been holding back because Evelyn is afraid that now that she's a robot that Waffles wouldn't love her anymore. So as soon as Strix is like, you hold Waffles, Evelyn kind of like gets down on one knee and kind of like holds out her hand to Waffles to see if Waffles will come to her? Uh, yeah, Waffles uh, comes right over to you and just sort of wraps her big hairy paws around you. Aww. <laughs> Evelyn would shed a tear if she could, she but could, she yeah. can't. So she... So that she makes like, a whirring noise. She snuggles Waffles <laughs> and makes whatever kissing noises she can, but it's more like a clicking sound, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So from then on, I'll, I'll have Waffles leash. She'll kind of like attach it to like a you know, some sort of ring on her side or something like that. She doesn't even have to hold it. Yeah. There is the chapel in the back with the yellow windows. Mm-hmm. 
and there's some high windows up in the dome of the chapel and then some ones that are closer down to what you assume to be the, the, the main level of the chapel. Um, as you peer down at them, uh, some of the windows have cracks and gaps in them, so there is a way to actually get into the chapel if you can descend safely, which I assume you can fly evil and you would gaseous dieth and Strix can manage. So did you, did you want to try to get to the chapel? I assume you think it would be easier to get to the chapel from outside the structure where you're not confused and <coughs> befuddled by its labyrinthine yeah. design. Yeah. Also, I keep my eye out for anything that we could use as an accelerant. Okay, you don't see anything like that. We could go back down into the castle to some rooms with, uh, well, you didn't find a wine cellar or anything like that, um, but there you did see some oil lamps on hallway walls and some tapestries, some dried-out tapestries and stuff. You could go back down into the structure and try to find those again. Strix is like, don't worry, it'll be fine. And fireball, it'll be fine. Strix does okay. have a fireball or two. Okay. Or seven. It's kind of her thing. <laughs> so what are you using to get down to the chapel? I will cloud Dieth again, but only as he starts to talk to me. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'll just fly. Okay. And then I'll just miss I'll misty step down to the top of it. Oh, so you're basically misty step down to the roof. Yeah, like or like however to get there, like Got it. Okay. So you could probably with a couple misty steps get to a window. All right, that's what I'll do. All right. And then Dieth. Floats down very slowly like yep. this. <laughs> uh, so as you guys float down to some of the uh, high windows of the chapel and peer through, when you look inside, you can see that there are all kinds of candles lit all over the place. The whole interior is just, every candle in Castle Ravenloft and possibly Barovia has been brought here for the singular purpose and set aflame. So the whole place is lit up with candles and candelabras. Um, the chapel is one big giant room with pews on the lowest level, and you can see more of these sort of straw-hatted witches uh, moving the pews around to straighten them out because they were all in disarray before, and their brooms are moving around on their own accord, sweeping the floor. And I taking, try to cover Dia's misty eyes. <laughs> taking all the dust bunnies away. And so they're busying themselves with that. You can see a figure that you recognize as the abbot standing up by the altar, and he's kind of... Uh, by himself kind of resetting the altar, which was slightly crooked. Uh, It's an immensely heavy thing, um, but he doesn't seem to have too much trouble doing it on his own. And at the same time he's doing that, he's talking in low tones to a ghastly, emaciated figure dressed like a tattered peasant with tangled hair um, that you recognize as the young lad who was trapped in the cellar of the village church no, the first time we messed up. Yeah, the first time, our first yes. mistake comes back. Literally our first. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you see this this uh, emaciated young man, Doru, uh, standing there, and he's wearing a tattered altar boy um, robe and is basically just sort of nodding with his bloodshot eyes at whatever the priest says, and he's holding uh, a, like almost like a standard. It's a spear pole with a crest at the top of it. That looks like them. the crest of Ravenloft. I look at Strix and I'm like, look, it's our old friends. I'm sure we should just go talk to them right Strix now. Strix is like, <laughs> In addition to the main floor, overlooking the chapel, uh, closer to your height, is a balcony with a slightly protruding uh, part that has two thrones. Uh, currently, uh, all you see on the balcony are two zombie guards 
standing next to a set of double doors that lead deeper into the castle. They're dressed in tattered uh, castle livery, but they're so uh, horrifically uh, aged that their skin is sort of dry and taut on their bones, and everything about them is just on the verge of looking like they're about to fall apart. And they've got just vacuous stares. They're not aware of pretty much anything. Okay, hear me out. Can we waffles, see what if Waffles is the ring bearer? Wouldn't that be cute? Oh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. And then but you now. see then you see Escher and Paulton enter the chapel on the ground floor. They come through a big set of double doors. Um, is Paulton looking fly? He is looking exactly like he did before. He's still in his raven getup. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yes. And, yeah, so he's looking very fly. And then uh, uh, he and Escher are holding hands. And, uh, and They're holding hands. Yes. And they make their way down the aisle as though, in an instant, it's almost like they're the ones getting married. <laughs> uh, even looks at Dieth and Strix like... Strix is like, oh. And Paulton, as you enter, you can see this grand uh, chapel is lit with candles. There are witches in pointy hats uh, basically pointing as their brooms are sweeping the floor. Uh, they've straightened everything out, but the place has still kind of got bits of refuse and dust. Some of the witches have armfuls of shattered wood and pieces of glass in their arms and things like that. And then on ahead of you, on the dais, is this black-draped altar with the abbot dressed in his red and gold robes, a blazing sun image on his back, uh, and he is having a conversation with a familiar vampire spawn who eluded you at the start of the campaign. And as soon as, that, as, soon as you walk in, hand-in-hand hand with Escher, that vampire spawn recognizes you instantly and just stares at you with fearful bloodshot eyes. <laughs> the abbot turns over his shoulder, uh, his uh, tall, or his, his sort of ornate hat, and habit, um, obscuring parts of his face, but can't hide his otherworldly beauty. Mm. And uh, do I see the rest of the party, or there? No. Okay. So he's there, holding hands with Escher. <laughs> Tweaked up boy. Okay. <laughs> This is so good. This tableau is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) They'll hear you say tableau. (laughs) I, uh, I like lean over Tesher, just like that one, right? Uh, yeah, you, uh, he points toward the abbot. You can see that the abbot has around his neck a symbol mm-hmm. of the Morning Lord, a holy symbol, antiquated um, compared to Evelyn's, but you recognize the symbol right away. Hmm. Okay. And uh, Escher, Escher will uh, present you to him. He'll say, Lord Paulton, this is the abbot of St. Markovia's Abbey. And uh, the abbot will extend a hand to you and say, we've met. Mm. Quite. And you see he's got a sort of a a ruby ring on one of his uh, long fingers uh, that he holds out, expecting you to take it and kiss it. 
We'll do such that. All right. So you are now in direct contact with the abbot, uh, standing before this black altar. Um, the vampire okay. spawns sort of with his little crest. He sort of moves, so uh, the abbot eclipses him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, poor little dude. We tried so hard, yeah. but we were such a bad party. <laughs> We've gotten a little better. A little. In some ways worse. And uh, the abbot says, I trust you have prepared your vows, my son. Um, preparing something, for sure. I uh, ask him, could we have a word, maybe in private? Of course. And he just waves, like very dismissively, waves Escher away. And Escher will bow before the abbot, and then he'll give you a smile, and he'll back off and then basically withdraw from the chapel. I give Escher a little wink, like on his way out. He's grateful. Mm-hmm. Evelyn's like, you know, she's like kind of tapping, like waiting for, th- yeah. and when she sees the wink, it's like the tapping just intensifies. Yes. And, she's just and like, then Escher sort of makes a soundless, I'll just be out there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and walks, walks quite uh, confidently back out of the chapel. The three of you observing from above, I'd like you all to make perception checks. To see if you notice something amiss. 15. Really hard to this is the highest I have ever oh, rolled geez, in perception in a session. That Ooh, is six. I got a six. Twenty-one. All right, uh, Diaz, you're the only one to notice uh, that another figure has entered the scene, but is trying to do so discreetly, and it's on the upper balcony, so it's actually closer to you than anything else. Uh, but is clinging to the shadows because there's not much light on the balcony. All the light is coming from below, essentially. And so mm. the balcony itself is casting a long shadow up the walls. Um, you could only see the two zombies, basically, because of the little pinpoints of red light in their eyes and their dark, odd, ominous, eerie shapes. Uh, but the figure who has come up the staircase, the balcony staircase, and is just kind of lingering and kind of eavesdropping on the conversation below is a kind of horrifying-looking man, Big, built, brawny, um, bald for the most part, but one of his arms is unnaturally bigger than oh, the other no! one. The, how, how did we... And you recognize him as Strix's half-brother, Isaac Strozny. <laughs> no. Everybody's See you here. later. Everybody. Oh, it's no. a big reunion. What a, what a guest list, damn. And just by his posture and where he is, you're not sure that he's supposed to be here, um, but he is present nonetheless. Uh, I still would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, as soon as I... Do I see that or does Diaz see that? Uh, Diaz sees that. But okay. it's up to Diaz whether or not he wants to share that. <laughs> yes. Please don't. I, so, uh, Diaz immediately turns over to Strix and Evelyn. <laughs> at that point the can two I, of you can see where he's casting his smoky fingers and uh, when you look on the balcony yes you can see the dark shape of Isaac I like protectively like, put my arm in front of Strix and like 
She'll just turn paler than she already is, just like lose all the blood from her face, just like. I uh, <laughs> I hold up light or er, treebane, and I kind of like look questioning at her, like. <laughs> also, she'll make Dieth not a cloud. Anymore. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dieth, you are solid. Paulton, what do you say to the abbot, if anything? Um. Okay, so so I remember what was the uh, what was the spell called? Dispel evil and good. Um. So I say to him, I ask what he uh, what he knows about that. Uh, he tells you it's very powerful magic. Mm-hmm. It's magic of the magic of the true gods. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. It's nothing more, nothing less. Uh-huh. He doesn't seem to have any sort of weird mysticism about it. Okay. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that spell exists, and, you know, people cast it, and good stuff. It's like, and uh, that's, something, that's something you might know, yeah? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, okay, so... He says, I sense that you have some misgivings about this ritual that we are about to begin. Please don't. It's all for the best of the realm, I assure you. I just say, like, is that is that how you really feel about all this? You are the only one who can save Barovia now. You are the mm-hmm. future of this land. Without you, everyone here will die. No! Oh. That does sound less than ideal. He says, to embrace the dark powers is not a bad thing. I'm just like, dark, bad... Okay. He says, it is a way to bring order. So, if this ceremony doesn't happen, everyone dies, and that's it. There's no, there's nothing else. He says... I'm not sure I follow. What other thing would you want to happen? I don't know. It wasn't exactly 
Where was my... your life taking you before you were brought here, my son? What true calling would draw you away from this place? Well, although I don't want an entire land's worth of people to die, there are people that um, I don't think that I'd want to say goodbye to so soon. Doru, the young boy behind you, the vampire um, teen, basically says... We're all dead already. Look at the kid. I'm like, damn, dude, dark. <laughs> There's no one left to save. We're all damned. I look back up at the yeah, and I'm like, anyway... Make a perception check, Bolton. Okay. That is a 19. You see your friends way up high, perched on, looking through a window down at you 60 feet above as you cast your eyes furtively about the chapel. (laughs) How far are they? About 60 feet up. Um... Is my hand still with me, right? Yes. And as that thing crawls around, Dara's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I was like, oh, he's, he's fine. Don't worry about him. And then uh, could I like subtly get the hand to go? Is there a way for him to get up there? Uh, the hand, there are staircases on the ground floor that lead up to the balcony that overhangs the chapel. And then uh, from there, you could probably climb up some tapestries and things to try to get up onto ledges near the hand. There is a path that you could trace up the walls. Now I'm just wondering what it could even do up there. Um, yeah, let's, uh, I guess let's just, huh? It can do things that a disembodied hand can point, wave. Yeah. Give him the finger, whatever. Fair. Thumbs up or thumbs down for thumbs the up, general feel down. of the situation. Yes. True. Uh, one of the witches uh, says, The guests are coming! And uh, she hastens, she grabs hold of her animated broom and hastens out of the room. Uh, one of them says, You go check on Cyrus! Make sure the food is ready! You! Make sure the bride has everything she needs. Tell the bridesmaids to prepare. The witches get all into a tizzy. (laughs) The abbot just smiles at them. That's weird. Bridesmaids? Paul didn't even ask us if we wanted to be in the party. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we're left out. Yeah, right. I didn't even get an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> could I uh, try suggestion on him? Uh, you could. 
attempt okay. to cast a suggestion spell on him. Yeah. Okay. That's... All right. Um, yeah. So you cast the spell. What suggestion are you going to plant? Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna be like, look, like there's got to be a way that I'm just not aware of that this can work out because I know it's like I feel like I feel like you you're not stoked about this and I'm not stoked about this I feel like there's there's a way out of this and I think you can help me All right, and you cast the spell. Uh, you see the spell washes over him harmlessly. Doesn't seem to affect him at all. And he, you see his countenance turn very, very dark, and he says, you're wrong. Ah. Uh, you uh, see uh, materializing in his hand is a golden mace. I'm sorry? <laughs> like, My bad? I'm like, whoa, 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 dude, whoa now. It's, it's very ornate at the top of it. It almost could double like some sort of holy scepter. You see his eyes um, blaze with I, unnatural light. I nudge Strix and I'm like, the flask, the flask. Strix is like, the, the, what? Oh, the garlic ranch. So like, go thank you, give you, first give you a piece of jerky. You and see then pull out the big flask. feathered wings kind of come out oh. behind him and they're black. Oh. Oh. I'm hitting her. <laughs> <laughs> Strix just sees the wings and is just like, oh, balls! <laughs> huh. And he says, you will do as the dark powers command. You will take a bride. Mm. You will sit on the throne of Castle Ravenloft and you will fulfill your function as Dark Lord to these people. Is that clear? Is that clear? Crystal! <laughs> and that's where we'll stop for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the entire time, Evil is just... <laughs> There's a lot of worrying going on. Like... I'm having a good time. <laughs> There's brooms in here. Just You're... wait. Just wait. <laughs> Most of the, most of the witches have left. By the time by the time uh, the uh, the deva started to show his devaness, they were like, "Fuck it, we're out of here." <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty much just uh, Paulton, the deva, and Doru. Uh, left and all of us point. and Isaac. Don't right. forget Isaac. Isaac <laughs> loitering in the dark shadows. Like a big all family reunion this week. Yes. Week. All right. Mm. Uh, so will there be wedding bells? We will find out during the next <laughs> next session, which will not be next week because next week. Oh man! Next week uh, is July fourth. So what we my will, wedding? Yes. 
Uh, we okay. will we will pick up the week after that. Um, details to follow about what that adventure, what that episode is going to be all about. Um, Anna, do you have your misclicks game tonight? Yeah, I do. I'm going to be playing Kellen the emo bard right after this on www.twitch.tv/misclicks. Okay. And uh oh, I don't know if I can talk about that. This weekend I'm hosting an esports thing. That's really cool. So watch my Twitter for it, but I they haven't told me I can say yet or not. Okay. Then we'll say nothing, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh yeah. Uh, so I have no announcements. Um, Holly, you're in Ireland. You're going to be back soon, I hope. Yes, I'll yeah. be back on Sunday. But you know, thanks I'll be for staying. Fun thanks for staying up late to. Uh, you know. <laughs> How could I miss it? I couldn't. Like, <laughs> now I now I'm going to try and go to sleep and just be in bed with my eyes open, just like, oh God. <laughs> so thank you for that. Appreciate no, it. No, you're welcome. <laughs> this weekend is Anime Expo. I'll be there wandering about. So if you see me, please feel free to say hi. And uh, weekend after that is Indie PopCon in Indianapolis, which I will be there along with everyone else from Normal Boots. But I would also love to say hi there and chat about D&D or whatever. And uh, I'll also be at Anime Expo. Uh, I'll be there Saturday. I have a panel at 1230. Uh, I forget which room, but the schedule's up there. And then I have a a signing meet and greet thing at three at a Funimations event over at Lucky Strike. So uh, come say hi. And finally, don't forget the Dice Camera Action subreddit. Yes. Uh, it's been getting on fire lately with some really cool fan mm-hmm. art, and some really cool discussion. We really appreciate you if you guys go in there and uh, join in on that. I lurk there all the time. Me oh, yeah. Too. <laughs> Absolutely. We see everything and we love it. We love seeing the uh, the uh, community that it's currently building is awesome to see. Yep, 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 yep. Awesome. So after every episode, there's always a new thread that's stated, you know, discussing this episode, and people automatically already go in there, throw up their favorite moments, and start theorizing and the like. I expect some fan art from this one. Just saying, and fan, fan, fan stories as well. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I try to post some stuff too there that like I write or do that's not that doesn't end up on the show. In fact, I little don't know if those bets. letters are what little extra bits. Yeah, I, so I don't know if those letters are ever going to come back up in role playing. So maybe I should post those there too. But I try to post that kind of stuff on the Reddit. Yep. You do good. I get too nervous. <laughs> I get really nervous when I'm trying to do things that make me nervous this year. 2017. Good. Good job. The nervous yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> This dice camera action, the nervous year. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, tune in in two weeks then for uh, the presentation of The Bride and other surprises. Oh, come Who on. No, There's no, so many people that. it could be. Why yeah. do you always say that? Our surprises. Yep. The chat and, and the subreddit always come up with things that I would never have thought of that then haunt me. Mm. Like, they've come up with like a two or three ideas of who the bride could be that have just blown my mind. I always secretly fear Chris is going to see them and be like, it's a better <laughs> idea and just takes those. It could happen. <laughs> That's it the worst happen. part. Yep, yep, yep. So I look forward to seeing how this plays out because it could play out in a hundred different ways. Ugh. Yeah. All right. But I think, I think there might be a fight next week. I think that I think the chances Good. are pretty high. <laughs> Even though a lot of really? energy. 
Nothing like him, like, for, like, all Constantine on our ass. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, cheerio. Thank you, one and all, for uh, listening in and to my wonderful players, as always. You guys are amazing. You make this possible. Thanks, Grant. Yay. We try. Yep. I'm sorry I torture you on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Okay. We enjoy it. <laughs> Plus, you know, the bat, the bat King, you know, should be a thing. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Okay, cheerio. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye, everybody. Have a happy 4th of July week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.